Positioning Patients Undergoing Orthopedic Procedures by Anna Marie Bolatovich. Abstract. Positioning patients for orthopedic procedures can be a daunting experience for nurses because of the wide variety of orthopedic procedures and available positioners. Understanding what to use for a particular procedure can help perioperative nurses feel more confident and allow them to provide the safest patient care possible. This knowledge also helps to avoid workflow delays because of missing or incorrect equipment. Educators or senior staff nurses can provide access to information and education that will help ensure that nurses provide efficient, safe care for patients undergoing orthopedic procedures. Training should begin in the employee orientation phase and be provided when new additions or modifications to positioning policies occur. The educator should validate staff member competency on a regular basis to help ensure the correct equipment is used and to disseminate knowledge regarding any changes or upgrades to positioners. Orthopedic surgery often requires unorthodox patient positioning to achieve the best results. Surgical team members should understand the reasons behind the choice of positions and the positioning aids used to prevent injury to the patient. Because of the large number of different orthopedic procedures, the amount of instrumentation required and the positions required to perform these surgeries, becoming familiar and confident with this specialty can be difficult. This article addresses the positioners used for some of the more common orthopedic procedures, the reasons for choosing a particular positioner, and how the positioner is used, and includes photographs of the equipment. A discussion of all of the individual orthopedic instruments and procedures is outside the scope of this article. Orthopedic Surgery Orthopedic surgery attempts to restore the mobility, stability, support, protection, and structure of the musculoskeletal system. The musculoskeletal system includes bone, muscle, tendons, ligaments, cartilage, nerves, and blood vessels, all of which add complexity to orthopedic procedures. Because of the many functions of the musculoskeletal system and the stresses caused by daily use throughout an average human lifespan, 71.4 years worldwide, 79.3 years in the United States, it is not surprising that the number of orthopedic surgeries performed per year is expected to reach 6.6 million by the year 2020. Nurses must acquire a broad knowledge of the steps required for orthopedic patient positioning and the ability to tailor positioning requirements to fit the needs of each patient. This requires assessing a patient's comorbidities, physical limitations, and injuries to other parts of the body. These skills enable nurses to provide safe, efficient, patient-specific quality care. Patient Positioning Aids It is important for nurses to understand why certain positioners are used and to be able to integrate that understanding with each individual surgeon's preferences and any procedure variations. Positioning depends on several elements working together and includes assessing where the surgical procedure will occur, how to provide optimal access to the surgical site, the surgeon's level of experience, whether there is more or extensive damage as a result of the initial injury, for example, trauma, and how to best ensure patient safety. Shoulders, elbows, and wrists. Surgeries of the arm require unrestricted access that allows for manipulation of the joints. 
Positioners vary based on the anatomical location of the surgery and can be complex to set up and drape. Shoulders Many surgeons prefer the patient to be in a sitting position for better surgical side access during shoulder surgery, for example, arthroscopies, total shoulder arthroplasties. A beach chair attachment, sometimes called a captain's chair, allows the team members to position the patient sitting up. Collapsible or detachable back support panels allow for enhanced access to the surgical site. With a patient in the sitting position, the surgeon is able to reach both the anterior and posterior aspects of the shoulder and perform full range of motion with the arm. To attach this positioner to an OR bed, the nurse should remove the headpiece from the OR bed and attach the beach chair to the rails of the bed. The beach chair has a hydraulic system that allows it to move from a flat position to a sitting position. The team members initially position the patient supine. After induction, the surgical team members move the patient up until his or her buttocks are at the juncture of the beach chair and the bed. When the back of the chair is elevated, it provides support to the patient's back and head. The team places a wedge or pillows under the patient's knees to elevate the legs and reduce stress on the nerves in the popliteal area and to reduce the risk of intraoperative hypotension. After properly securing the patient's head to the headrest on the beach chair, the team uses the hydraulic system to raise the positioner to a sitting position. This makes it easier to lift the patient into a sitting position. The beach chair is designed to provide stability to the head and neck. The head rests in a cradle-like headrest, which has a hook and loop fastener, that is Velcro, straps attached to it. After the team positions the patient's head, a Velcro strap is fixed around the forehead, limiting the lateral rotation of the head. A chin strap is then placed around the lower jaw and secured at the top of the patient's head. A cervical collar also may be used for added head stability. The team places the patient's non-operative arm in a modified armrest positioner, which maintains proper alignment and provides support for the wrist and hand, decreasing the risk for ulnar nerve damage. The surgeon may require the use of an arm positioner to position and manipulate the operative arm. An arm positioner has several advantages over leaving the arm unsecured. The team can alter its position by squeezing a lever, making it easy to change positions as needed. The positioner can act as an assistant by holding the arm in several different positions to facilitate shoulder surgery. The positioner is covered in a sterile drape, and unlike a live assistant, the positioner does not move or become fatigued while supporting the arm. Another option for shoulder surgery is positioning the patient in a lateral decubitus position. In this position, the team stabilizes the patient in the lateral position by using a universal lateral arm traction positioner, a McGuire hip positioner, and gel rolls or a vacuum pack positioning device. In this position, a lateral hip positioner, such as the McGuire, stabilizes the patient along the lower back and abdomen at the height of the anterior superior iliac spine. The patient's dependent arm rests slightly flexed on an arm board and the independent arm is secured in a lateral arm positioner. The team places an auxiliary roll slightly below the patient's dependent armpit, flexes the dependent knee, and pads the dependent knee and ankle against injury with gel pads or pillows. 
the lateral positioner resembles a fishing pole in line attached to the patient's operative arm via a sterile padded sling and adhesive elastic bandage wrap and is stabilized with weights at the bottom of the distal end of the positioner. This system provides variable degrees of abduction depending on how the pole is angled and how much weight is added. Because the patient is in the lateral decubitus position, it is important to consider the positioning aids that are necessary, such as pillows, gel pads, an auxiliary roll, and a safety strap. Perhaps the greatest challenge with using this positioner is draping the fishing line aspect and maintaining its sterility during the procedure. After the surgical team places a drape sheet over the line and attaches ring clamps, the surgeon can use adhesive elastic bandage wrap to secure it in place. Both the McGuire and the lateral positioner may also be paired with a sterile arm drape, consisting of a foam pad held in place with self-adhesive wrap and a sterile S-hook attached to the line. Elbows Surgeons may also perform elbow surgeries in the lateral position, particularly if X-rays are needed during the procedure. In this case, a radiolucent arm board may be required. If the patient is in the supine position during elbow surgery, a hand table provides a larger surgical field. Wrists For wrist arthroscopies, the team can use a wrist tower to achieve the appropriate amount of distraction for enhanced visibility of this delicate joint. Sterile mesh finger traps are attached to the patient's fingers by compressing the opened end, inserting the finger, and allowing the trap to tighten as it is pulled up. Each trap has a chain at the other end that fits into slots on the tower to provide distraction and stability. The tower can also be secured at different angles, allowing the surgeon a comprehensive view of the joint. Surgeons reduce and fix fractures of the wrist using a hand table. During closed or open reductions, a hand table provides a broader workspace that is properly cushioned to protect the arm during longer procedures. The hand table stabilizes the patient's extremity in the best possible anatomical position for as long as needed to complete the indicated procedure. Lower extremities. Lower extremities present different challenges. It is important to address all possible positioning hazards and not only those related to the operative site. The nurse must assess the patient for mobility issues, range of motion limitations, and injuries to provide the best care. Hips. Surgeons treat hip fractures based on the location of the fracture and whether the fracture is displaced or damaged. The most commonly fractured areas of the hip are the femoral neck and the intertrochanteric space. If the fracture can be repaired with internal fixation, that is, pinning, or hip compression, that is, nailing, the surgeon will likely perform the procedure with a patient on a fracture table. A fracture table facilitates x-ray use while providing traction to reduce the fracture. The team places the patient's operative leg in traction and the non-operative leg in a stirrup. Stirrup positioning may not be a viable option, depending on the patient's mobility issues or previous surgeries, and a modified position, such as scissoring, that is, both legs are extended in traction but secured at different heights, may be needed. The team secures the patient's arm on the operative side across the chest. If not secured in this manner, it interferes with the sterile drapes and limits the surgeon's access to the surgical site. 
Draping a fracture table often involves a shower curtain-like clear sheet that is secured to posts attached to the bed and connected with one or two crossbars. This shower curtain drape enables the fluoroscopy unit, that is C-arm, to be positioned to take anterior-posterior x-rays, as well as lateral and oblique x-rays, without the need for draping or redraping the C-arm or the risk of contaminating the sterile field. Some surgeons may prefer a flat Jackson table for hip fractures. This type of table provides ample access for a C-arm and allows the arm on the operative side to be extended on an arm board because use of this table does not require a special shower curtain drape. Although these features may appear to make a Jackson table more desirable, it is important to remember that a Jackson table comes with various attachments for the frame. The flat attachment must be secured by fully introducing the metal rods from one end to the other. This requires team members to ensure that both ends are secured at the same height, check the maximum weight limit, and confirm that the rotation feature is turned off. If the patient requires a hemiarthroplasty or a total hip arthroplasty, the surgeon will most likely want the patient in a lateral decubitus position because this provides the best access to the hip with the greatest range of motion of the leg. In this position, a lateral hip positioner, such as the McGuire, stabilizes the patient along the lower back and abdomen at the height of the anterior superior iliac spine. The patient's dependent arm rests slightly flexed on an arm board, and his or her independent arm is secured in a lateral arm positioner. The team will place an auxiliary roll slightly below the patient's dependent armpit, flex the dependent leg, and pad the dependent knee and ankle with gel pads or pillows to protect them from injury. Another option for the lateral decubitus positioning is the use of a pegboard. This positioner is similar to the McGuire hip positioner, with the added benefit of providing numerous support points that are easily customized for patients of different sizes. The pegs are available in different lengths and fit interchangeably on the pegboard. The team places a gel pad on the pegboard and a sheet for turning and positioning the patient. It is important to remember that the use of a lateral arm positioner will influence the placement of the bed clamps because they are placed at opposite sides and opposite ends of the pegboard. Therefore, the team should always place the anterior clamp on the distal end of the pegboard and the posterior clamp on the proximal end of the pegboard. If an anterior approach is used for total hip arthroplasty, the surgeon will want the patient in the supine position. A traditional OR bed can be used, provided it offers enough length if the surgeon plans to use fluoroscopy. The team secures the patient's operative arm across the chest to provide better access to the hip. A fracture table with corresponding traction positioners is another option for the anterior approach. Knees When preparing for a total knee arthroplasty, the most important positioner is the one that can maintain knee flexion when the surgeon cuts bone. Maintaining this flexion can be achieved by placing a 10-pound sandbag on the bed approximately halfway between the patient's knee and ankle and securing it to the bed with tape or by using one of the many types of boots that can maintain knee flexion by preventing the foot from sliding out of flexion during the resection of the femur and tibia. Some surgeons will use a sterile metal triangle placed with the acute angle under the thigh and the base of the triangle under the knee to achieve a similar flexion or will place a bump made of folded sheets or a small wedge under the lateral side of the operative hip 
to rotate the patient's operative knee internally. For knee arthroscopies and anterior cruciate ligament reconstructions, the surgeon may use a positioner that resembles a vice grip to straighten the leg and prevent external rotation while the leg is in the dangling position. This leg positioner comes in various sizes to accommodate patients of different sizes. In this way, the surgeon can test hip flexion and extension without rotating the leg in or out. If a tourniquet is used, the team should place it high on the patient's thigh. When placing the tourniquet on shorter patients, the nurse may find that the tourniquet is partially inside the positioner and will need to adjust its location to protect the patient from injury. Surgeons may perform arthroscopies with the patient in the supine position, with the foot of the OR bed in the neutral position, and some surgeons will use a lateral post attached to the bed for support during abduction. If this post is used, it is placed approximately one-third to one-half of the length of the thigh on the operative side. Ankles and feet. Surgeries of the ankle and foot do not usually require the use of positioners. However, the surgeon may use a distractor for an ankle fracture or arthroscopy. The Ghoul Ankle Distractor is a non-invasive sterile positioner with a frame that is attached to the OR bed after the patient is prepped and draped. A strap, similar to a shoe strap, anchors the patient's ankle to the frame. The surgeon may use a sterile triangle to maintain leg flexion during an open reduction internal fixation of the ankle. Conclusion The diversity of positioners used for orthopedic surgeries varies by procedure and the specific preferences of surgeons. A basic understanding of the procedure being performed helps identify which positioners may be needed for a specific procedure. Educators can help orient new staff members and current nursing staff members to the use and specifications of these positioners. By periodically reviewing these positioners, educators and senior staff nurses can refresh staff members' knowledge about the correct use and any changes or upgrades to the positioners. Correct use of these devices, like all devices used in the OR, helps protect patients and staff members from injury and provides safe and efficient care for patients.